What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the start of a new week. Uh, mm-hmm. It feels like we are in spring already. The, the, the days of winter are long gone. In Singapore. Oh, you mean the cold and wet weather in Singapore? Yeah, yeah. I'm sweating again. Um, yes. Having to... It's nice and humid, but it's still, it's still raining quite a bit, like, right? It's still yeah, raining and then night is still chilly. Like. Night is still chilly. Like. Still chilly. Yeah. But not the, not the kind of cold chilly that was it was around like a month ago, like, right? Yeah. yeah, correct, correct, correct. Yeah, but mm. but how else was your weekend, man? It was good, it was good. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people... A lot of dinner conversations and all that. Uh, people are digesting all the latest announcements on the budget. Mm. And uh, yeah, I think a shameless plug for our own uh, podcast that we did with Reggie on the budget, mm. which I think was uh, interesting, a lot of fun for us. And uh, yeah, even even Tristan himself said that he enjoyed, uh, you know, being being in the room and hearing conversations. All right? So I think people of all ages, uh, young and old, will enjoy the podcast. Uh. But at those dinners, were you the one to bring up the budget when no one else wanted to talk about it and then you forced it into the conversation? Oh, you mean like how it is, it is normally for you? No, it wasn't. It was. <laughs> I very seamlessly joined conversations. I know what it's like at dinners, dinners with you. Like it's, it's, uh, can be quite uh, stressful, like, very stressful. Yeah, hey, no, yeah. uh, my dinners are always full of joy and laughter. <laughs> no, no, no. I distinctly remember like how, like, you know, like. Come, come, tell. Uh, what, what, what do you distinctly no, I, remember? I there's one time you were very upset because like it was vegetarian Tuesdays and then like I didn't want to eat vegetarian <laughs> and I was like I'm going to eat like like meat and rice like right now and you were like because you know there wasn't anyone to offload your That is your complete fiction. On okay. Terrence, <laughs> to set the record straight I never mandate that the people I'm around me also have vegetarian food on vegetarian Tuesdays. It's just oh, that my only okay. ask is that we go to a place where there's vegetarian food lah. I never uh, forced you to eat the place, food. <laughs> if the place is a lot further away and everything, then how, you know, that's, that's the t- thing, right? Then, I mean, yeah. if there's something that I can get by nearby, I will, I will. I, will, I, will, I won't mm. impose on other people's dietary uh, okay. uh, requirements or habits. It's just the location. If if there could be something vegetarian-friendly, that would be ideal. Yeah. Uh, actually, that's a separate argument from, I think, uh, I think, I think you, you like to talk about uh, a lot of things, uh, right? Like, Mm. To, to put politics in the table where there isn't nobody's talking about politics and, and things yeah, like that. Yeah, right? I do, I do. You, you do, you do acknowledge it, like, right? No, as in, I like, I like if if it's with a group of friends or people mm-hmm. I know, well, I like to ask questions that maybe, maybe like have to, wouldn't say make people uncomfortable, but just mm. you get a bit more perspective, lah. And maybe it's you not like a common prod- question, lah. Or you like to prod a little bit more, lah. Right? Yeah, but you also like mm. to prod. I seen you prod, okay? I seen you prod at dinner. <laughs> Depends. Depends on I the situation. You like, Don't give me this nonsense. You're a prodigal also. No, over the weekend, I was at, I was at places uh, in new environments. The people I wasn't very familiar with and all. Uh-huh. And uh, generally, I, I I I sort of sit back a little bit lah, and then sort of try to read the room, get a sense of the room first before uh-huh. I, I jump into things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did you? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know how there's a very like curious dance about what or what do you do what do you do and what, so what's your opinion about this what's your opinion about that so I, okay I think I think a great place to start at conversations these days is to talk about the cost of living 
uh, whether, you know, cost of living in Singapore, cost of living in places that you visited recently on holiday and things like that. Then you get, of course, that kind of question gives you a good sense of what the person thinks about, you know, politics and, and, and culture and things like that as well, you know. Mm. So, so actually talking about like rising prices, I realize it's a very interesting, very easy way to understand what person, how a person's political views are and things like that. No? But that can't be the first question, right? You go to Walmart. I mean, no, 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 no. It always starts very innocent. Like, oh, have you traveled recently? Oh, how was it there? Oh, how does it feel? Did it, was it a lot more expensive? Ah, then you start going to, oh, fuck the PAP and, and all that kind of thing. No, not fuck the PAP. I mean, fuck the rising prices. Yeah, yeah. So this is not a political, it's not a political statement, but an understanding of how they lean politically and all that. Yeah. And do you feel the need to have a, like a decent understanding of whomever you meet, even if it's a first time dinner, you just want to get a feel or you're okay not? Not getting it. No, no, it's it's so that I can sort of understand where where I stand in the in the room in the conversation and all that. Like, so if someone does say something hypothetically, like "fuck the PAP," uh, am I going to like dig my heels there and say no? There's a more nuanced explanation to everything, and you are not seeing the big picture. You are being like any other commenter on the internet, you know, by mm. just like cursing the PAP and all. You know, is that the kind of debate I want to get in over dinner? There? <laughs> That, you know, you're, you're with your family and your kid and your <laughs> wife and all that. You want to start talking about, you know, politics. Oh, so, so, you're so, yeah, sizing, you kind of got to read the room. You're sizing, sizing people up, like You're sizing people up. So, you decide yeah. whether you're prod or don't prod. To prod or not yeah. to prod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the difference between you and me, like. I think you generally, uh, you just prod, like, right? You just prod. Hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> that is a big assumption. Is a, I think I think I'm quite dis, 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 discretionary with, with my prodding and prod, prod-y, like. Being a proddy oh. or a prodder. I see, I see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, maybe so what, technique, what technique do you yeah. use to... to what, when do you decide to prod or not prod? I think, I think if someone kind of opens up and shares a tidbit about themselves that I wouldn't expect, uh, mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, okay, this person is open to sharing their thoughts, even though like, uh, it's a bit personal. Uh, and that's when I'm like, oh, okay, can I have a deeper conversation? Uh? Then you so go it straight over, to it. Uh. No, then I'm like, okay, what do you one. think of the baby bonus <laughs> enhancements that are given to people? Do you think it really helps birth rates in Singapore? That's, that's when All you go into that mode. Is that I don't take pistachio butter because I'm allergic to nuts. I'm like, all right, what are your thoughts on the fiscal About policy Leong Man Wise housing policies. I know because you don't like pistachio butter, you must have a thought about it. Please. <laughs> You see, Harish is like a great guest a to have around. You fact with me yeah. that you didn't need to share and I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> Not to say that I eat yeah, a lot of pistachio yeah, yeah. butter. I don't even know why the fuck pistachio butter came to me. Maybe it's because I just had peanut butter. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see, I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Every, everybody has their, has their little tips and tricks of the trade. Uh, but, but you yeah. find it, I, I find it, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of like, oh, getting used to meeting people in, in larger groups again, you know? Mm, uh, yeah. I think I think for the longest time I avoided it whether it was COVID or my personal uh, things that happened that made me didn't feel like I want to hang out with people but mm. but I think now it seems like a, you know so everyone's gone back to oh come over for dinner bigger party things like that right yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, just exactly. getting back in the flow of it and, and like remembering uh, remembering like how to do it like, how to just hang out with people like, yeah mm. I think I think probably a lot of people are feeling it because for me also now like I'm like what Hanging out with people, yeah, it did. It feels a lot more familiar, la, Like, and I and I miss it, lah. Mm. Uh, I I miss certain certain aspects of it. 
So yeah, the familiar as in as in you miss you 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 you've missed it that feeling like, for a couple of years. You know the years dynamic. Ago. Even like when catching up with friends for a meal or something, it's now natural. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you want to grab coffee after this in a group, like in a group. Oh yeah, yeah. Rather Whereas than last oh, yeah, time was that's, like that's, okay, yeah. a meal. Let's wait for things. Meal, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so no, it's, nice, that, like, it's nice. Yeah, there's also that sense that like, let's not wait too long, also because you never know what could happen. You know, like another COVID COVID twenty three or whatever nonsense. So if you if you meant to met, meet up, I think let's let's just meet up, like, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yes, yeah. long cool, a long introduction. <laughs> that was how our weekend was. Yeah, readjusting back to society, right? Yeah, yeah. And the one question for everyone to take back is: Are you a prodder or a proddy? Mm, mm, mm. I mean, or of course, by the end of this, ho- hopefully, you have a lot more questions, lah. But yes, that feels yes, like yes. a whole segment on its own, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, in fact, the 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 stuff we're discussing today is very prodable, right? You can use it to exactly. prod a lot, uh. yeah. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, actually, it's quite quite exciting, like quite exciting. Mm-hmm. But before mm-hmm. we go into the exciting stuff, uh, what what is one thing that we want people to do? Um, I think if you've been a listener of this podcast, uh, from way back or from more recent, and you enjoy it, and you have come back, it'd be great if you could just share it with one other person who may not have heard of us. Could be the podcast, mm. could be our social media platforms uh, like TikTok and Instagram where we share snippets if you want to just tantalize their earbuds for a while. Uh, mm. what, what earbuds? Tantalize their ears. Eardrum, mm-hmm. eardrums. Uh, yeah. That will be great. Yes. Cool. I thought you were going to add Go on and something. share. No, <laughs> that's it. Go and share. I don't want to Go like, and share. Overdo, overdo it. Yeah, just go and share. Yeah. Okay, okay. Cool. So... The first topic, um, I'm guessing the reason why you said it is a good topic to to set the context for prodding is because mm. chances are, if you're listening, you probably have interacted with uh, the person uh, or, or the works of the person in question. Like. And essentially, there was, there's been news that, um, you know, Rodal, right? Um, mm. There's uh, the, the publisher of his uh, books, Puffin, um, mm. has removed language that has been deemed offensive across mm. all his books. Um, and it's caused a lot of discussion um, the, amongst, like, you know, general public uh, uh, authors. And it's just interesting like, because the extent to which, like, basically they got sensitivity readers. Uh, and I, mm. <laughs> I want to just talk a bit about what a sensitivity reader is uh, further down the line. But they went over the books and they removed words like fat and ugly mm. uh, or mm. they replaced fat with enormous. There are a lot of examples floating around online about mm. like how, to what extent it, it's been removed. But yeah, it's just interesting. Uh, so so when you first came across this topic, I'm sure you have read Rodal. I think you've read even mm. a lot more than me also, right? You've read, mm. read a lot of Rodal books, right? Maybe. Yeah, I've read. Yeah, I like his books. Yeah, I remember yeah. being very fond of his books when I was younger. Yeah, Yeah, me too. And so when you saw this, when you heard, when you saw examples, uh, what, what mm. went through your mind? Um, yeah, this inevitable march of wokeness that has sort of uh, pervaded uh, popular culture and now, you know, it, it, it's literally like uh, threatening a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, works of art as well, right? You know, mm. in trying to sanitize uh, works of art to make them more palatable for current or future generations. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, 
you see it. The reason I I, I say that is in, inevitable much because this, like parallel to this story, there's so many other things going on. There's mm. that whole controversy about the new Hogwarts Legacy game because of its ties with uh, J.K. Rowling, who is you know deemed transphobic. Um, and then there's uh, for example, Justin Roiland, the creator, co-creator of Rick and Morty. Um, people are asking like, you know, can we still watch or enjoy Rick and Morty knowing that, you know, he was a domestic abuser and, 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 and things like that. And then, yeah, there's just so many uh, examples right now of the, of beloved franchises, beloved IP, um, uh, being questioned because of the, the actions of, of the artist or, you know, like in this case, in Rodal's case, the language that he used. And the interest, Rodal's interesting because even for, as children's books, they're not, they're, they're a lot darker than a lot of children's books you'd find out there, right? I mm. think the content itself was never meant to be, meant, never meant to be, uh, f- all just fun and games and just all just fairies and roses for young children. Uh, it, it was a lot of stuff that, um, the stories were darker and, and a little, in some cases, even mean spirited, like, right? Uh, yeah. but that's also what made them very different and very interesting and, and very, uh, beloved by by generations of young people so hmm. you know there, there's a lot of this debate going on now which is which is why i thought okay it's it's probably something that uh you know even listeners of this podcast would experience themselves and will have to grapple for themselves when they think about what kind of how much they want to engage with and what kind of art they want to engage with for whether it's for themselves or for their children yes yeah. yeah so that's and a I long mean- answer of how i felt but what, what do you feel about it when you saw it uh, I was kind of shocked. La. So my first thought was like, okay, um, maybe it's just a few changes. Uh, maybe it's just like very superficial things that don't affect a story. Um, mm. But basically across all the books, there have been hundreds of changes. Um, mm. Certain lines that were never written by Rodal have been added. And I'll give some examples after this. Um, and basically... Mm. Like right now, the all of Rodal's works are managed by the Rodal Story Company, um, which was mm. acquired by Netflix, I think, two years ago. Um, mm. And yeah, so that's a fun a, fact. I only learned. Yeah, yeah, this is something I only learned through this. Uh, that Netflix apparently, uh, like they bought all the rights for Rodal stories, everything for half a billion dollars a couple of years yeah. back. Man. Two years, yeah, I think I think two years back, half a billion. Uh. Oh shit! Yeah, five hundred million dollars. Yeah. Wow. So the Rudolph Story Company still manages it, but it's it's owned by Netflix, lah. And they mm. did this in conjunction with Inclusive Minds, uh, which they, def- they 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 call themselves like a collective for people who are passionate about inclusion and accessibility in children's literature. And they're basically made up of ex writers or current writers who want to push for for change, lah, um, in mm. the industry. So um and and more representation. So the authors like Salman Rushdie. Um, I think the the chairman of one of the writing nonprofits in the US also have been very vocal mm. against it. But just to give mm. you an idea of the changes, right? So, for example, um, they they give some some examples in in a lot of the articles. But someone on Twitter kind of took like uh, screenshots of and and made a comparison, la. So, for example, in the Witches, right, the two thousand and one mm. edition, um, the line is, "Don't be foolish," my grandmother said. You can't go around pulling the hair of every lady you meet, even if she's wearing gloves. Just you try it and see what happens. And then, I think this was with regards to the witches being bald uh, under the wigs. Mm. Um, so the, mm. the rework line is, don't be foolish, my grandmother said. 
Besides, there are plenty of other reasons why women might wear wigs and there is certainly nothing wrong with that. And mm. then also in The Witches, even if she is working as a cashier in a supermarket or typing letters for a businessman, then the change is even if she mm. is working as a top scientist or running a business. Um, so it's it's interesting to see the, the changes because it gives you some idea of um, how extensive it is, lah. And there are even certain lines that, I mean, there are lines that are trimmed off, but there are lines that are added. Um, mm. Let me find an example. Uh, uh, let's see. So, the, in James and the Giant Peach, the centipede uh, sings, Aunt Sponge was terrifically fat and tremendously flabby at that. And Aunt Spiker was thin as a wire and dry as a bone, only drier. So, they took off the full verses and they replaced it. With Aunt mm. Sponge was a nasty old brood and deserved to be squashed by the fruit. And Aunt Spiker mm. was much of the same and deserves half of the blame. Um, mm. And and like uh, in Matilda, one character is no longer the most formidable female. It is the most formidable woman. In Charlie mm. and Cho- Chocolate Factory, Oompa Loompas are no longer small men. They are small people. Mm. So, mm. so, I mean, it, it, it goes across that line. Apparently, there are like hundreds of changes lah. So when I yeah. saw that, that's when I was like, oh, shit. Um, why does it have to go down to that extent? Uh, mm. Because, okay, you know, we also write, right? We've written scripts for TV. Uh, a lot of what we do, there is writing. And you know that even changing a single word or putting in a single word, there's a lot of thought that could go into it. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so when I saw that, I'm like, wow, wow, it doesn't challenge. So, Chala, so, uh. so. Yeah, them chala, them chala. But because, but yeah. there is also what we people have also said that um, this this is actually not the first time this has been done for Roald Dahl's books. True. Uh, apparently, in fact, in the seventies, Roald Dahl himself rewrote certain parts of his book. I think, like, uh, if I'm not wrong, the example you mentioned was of Oompa Loompa. Mm-hmm. I think Oompa Loompa was a specific race initially, a specific race at first. Mm. But later, they he removed reference. He himself removed uh, references of the race, lah. Uh, if I'm not wrong, you probably got to, can fact check that. But uh, Roald Dahl himself has done that to, to sort of uh, move with the times as well, lah. Right? You know, and 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 uh, I think in the 70s is a big uh, civil movement about about uh, about going against uh, segregation, and also that was a, a big part of what he did. So what is so different from what he's doing, what what the estate is doing now versus what he himself did in the seventies. That makes you go jalat. Because in the seventies, he did it himself. Mm, mm. And and okay, so so the the way I see anyone who writes a book or creates content is like as far as possible, mm. uh, it should be the that person's work la, in every aspect mm. of it. And if they want to change it, sure, go ahead. But when mm-hmm. other people kind of change it on their behalf, then I feel like, wow, I don't know. Like, I mean, okay, so first of all, this, I, I'm guessing the Rodal Story Company, it's a company that he set up. Uh, I need to, I need to fact check that. But maybe it's people he really trusts. But that's where I feel like you are, you are literally changing the, what makes the book so special in many ways. I'm not saying calling people fat mm. and all makes the book special, but mm. it's, it's like a, a dish, a food. La. You got this amazing nasi lemak and you change the coconut milk with skim milk. Mm. You still mm. get like like rice cooked with milk, but there's something that's different. La. And I feel like, wow, then where 
Where does it end? La? Uh, can't it just but, take but, the... Yeah. In in one sense, like, it's just a few words. Right? I mean, the general spirit of everything he's saying uh, remains the same, right? With He says, rather than just say someone's enormously fat, you say they're enormous, which kind of describes that they're big, la, right? Yeah. Uh, and you can fill in the blanks for yourself about him being fat or anything like that, la. So what's the, there's a, you know, that's like, I don't know, maybe like less than 0.1% of all the words that appear in the stories, right? All these, mm. all these words. So why, why does it really materially change the, the subject matter or the, or, or anything that you feel like, wow, you, you disrespects the artist's vision? Um, actually, okay. So I don't think it materially changes, like, like you read the, mm. uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is probably going to be the same story. But maybe it's the mm. fear in me that, wow, um, it's it's retroactively changing stuff as opposed to just saying, okay, this is a book that was published in this and this year. You know, like mm. Gone with the Wind. You know that thing they did with Gone with the Wind? They, mm. played, uh, they played something at the start and said, okay, this was done in a time that doesn't reflect what we blah, 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 and, and, and do that. Lah. So that's mm. why I feel like you mm. can still have the work of art which which can spur conversations. Of course, mm-hmm. I'm not a parent uh, uh, or not a parent yet. And I can imagine when your kids come up and use these words, which are maybe not the best words, you'll be like, oh shit, I wish they didn't see them in the first place. Which is why I also want to get your perspective as a parent. Because to mm-hmm. me, you can keep the work in its original form, but maybe have more disclaimers. La. I don't know. But to just change it retroactively, yeah, is the fear. Then, then how far back do we go? Uh, mm. how far back do we do we alter things because I can imagine someone writing uh, like publishing a novel with the n-word now that was written maybe a mm. hundred years ago yeah that one feels like universally they would change it lah, right mm. I think I think like there's examples like Huckleberry Finn lah, right yeah, I think there's yeah, a lot yeah. of language in there that was used to describe uh, uh, if I'm not wrong about, about slavery and everything as well mm. so it's it's a very clear example yeah there's a work of literature that's been you know used by by generations for in in school and everything, but there's questionable language in there. La. Yeah, yeah. So so then like back to you, like as a parent, right? Does it does it yeah. impact or influence any way that you're thinking about this? Um I mean I think uh, I think we we've had a lot of discussions about this. Yeah, I'm definitely of the persuasion that uh you need to put more disclaimers up front, la, right? Mm. Uh because like like even like you said, like it might not materially change the content, but the spirit of it is that you're sort of, uh, yeah, you're 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 sort of, you know, uh, going back and sort of rewriting uh, history or rewriting the intention behind certain texts, And I think like what someone Rushdie and someone Rushdie is probably the <laughs> he's probably the 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 best person to give a quote about this, lah, right? Because literally. There was a fatwa, a death sentence put on his head, like a bounty put on his head for something that he had written in text in a, in a book, right? And so for him to speak out against uh, censorship and 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 you know oppression that the the authors face, right? I think it's 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 very telling, right? That mm. it, it starts from a it, it can always start from a very innocent place of not wanting to offend uh, people or their sensibilities today. But it can also go to those extremes of literally having a having a bounty put on your head and having to live in hiding because of of uh, what people getting offended by what you write or, or do, right? 
Yeah. Uh. So it's um, yeah, and like you, I don't want to to that discussion that slippery slope. I don't want to start going down that slippery slope where where we have to really oh every I don't know every decade or something like that look look and see oh last decade you know this. No people, you can't use these kind of words anymore. And then now we got to take them out from the books. Cause like you said, like, we, we really can go back in history and a lot of, of stuff that was written in the past is and remains problematic. But should we be putting blinders on our, our young people and our children and telling them that, yeah, you know, like this, the world is perfect. It was never, you know, nobody ever did anything bad in the past and all that. So yeah, like, like you, I think disclaimers are probably the uh, better solution. Um, you know, and, and one thing that went through my mind was like, yeah, but if you put a disclaimer at the front of the book, uh, like how you were reading out the disclaimer, you're like, hey, blah, blah, blah. You know, basically you don't even care about disclaimer, right? <laughs> you exemplify why, why people don't, don't care about disclaimers. But, I just said, yeah, you know, like gone with the wind. Yeah, the, gone with the, yeah, the disclaimer, know, blah, blah, blah. You literally it. said blah, blah, blah. You don't care. Nobody cares. But I think, uh, then maybe it's about how the disclaimer is presented. Does it need to, you know, be a little asterisk next to a text, a body of text or something, and then a little footnote at the bottom of the exact page itself, right? Because yeah. I think that actually might be more helpful, especially in this day and age. When I mean, we're very used to, you read a passage of text and then there's a hyperlink and then you text and then you click that, that hyperlink and then brings you somewhere that gives you a little more context about the, the article, right? Um, yeah. You know, us as like people in our late 30s and, and, and 40s, we, we, even we know how to do that already. So you think about the children, our children's generation, they, they, they are totally comfortable with, with things like that. Lah. So I think you should give them the option and you should present the information as easily as possible to them about why certain things that uh, are written or said in the book today might be problematic if you use it in today's context and why you shouldn't, why, why you should think twice about using words like that, lah, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Of course, this sounds like a lot of work. Of course, it sounds like a nanny state. Of course, it sounds like oh, who who has the time and money to do so. But what I'm saying is that uh, is a necessary thing to do in order to balance with what with with how people think about the text today, lah. And and it's true that, that there's a lot of stuff that we watch from our past that you know that today just won't just won't hold water like movies like classic classic movies like Chinatown or even Woody Allen's entire catalogue and, and Roman Polanski's catalogue and all that. Um but yeah it's kind of um I think everyone should have a chance to grapple with that question of 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 the moral criticism of an art piece. Like, you know, does you tie it to the moral criticism of the author? Do you tie it to the the moral criticism of, of the art or is it just you're just enjoying the art for what it is as well you know there's mm. I think there's someone everyone should uh, something that everyone should have a chance to grapple with and not be given a sanitized washed down version of things just to hopefully in a sense in, in a way that you don't get offended because if you don't get offended by whatever they give you you might be offended by something else within the book and then after that what are you going to do Re, <laughs> redo another edition again I mean you can't keep doing that and keep you can't keep basically Giving way to just the loudest voice in the room, right? But but I thought you got to acknowledge the, there's a lot of different a, a lot of different viewpoints, uh, yeah. But I thought you hate the slippery slope argument. The yeah yeah I I it, I don't like the slippery slope argument, and that's why I feel that this becomes a slippery slope, uh, in the sense that you 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 start with one text and then you start with one piece of thing something that could be offensive, then it leads on to something else. So. I don't want to, I don't want it to become a slippery slope thing. Okay, so, oh, sorry, you're asking me 
why am I using that? That is an yeah. argument, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, for me, it's uh, uh, I think the problem with words. I think words itself is like, like I mentioned, lah, the, the words that they they pointed out. There's such a, a um, there are just so many, so many things that could be problematic in the book, right? We're talking about a lot, a lot of words, lah, and this is just one tiny morsel of it, lah. But mm. it's already, it's already, um, like as you can see, lah, it's starting to to create a lot of discussion and and a lot of uh, uh people digging in into their trenches about what what should and can't be done. Um, so I I feel like um the reason why I say that uh, I don't want to go down a slippery slope is because I feel that they've there are better alternatives, lah. There are better alternatives that haven't been explored about like what you say, putting disclaimers. And for me, even more extreme, putting a disclaimer on every every page or something like that comes up. Then, um, and it's it's just not a... Like, if there are alternatives, why are we choosing that, that slippery slope? Uh, the, why are we choosing the one that will will lead down to a slippery slope? Then, then then what if like five years down the road, uh, I IMDA comes and tells us, okay, Harish, Terrence, you need to put a disclaimer uh, on every podcast in your entire catalogue. Because, you know, it's free um, and you all swear and all. Or you yeah. just go back and use AI to change. Uh, so instead of like, <laughs> fuck you, la, it'd be like, fish you, Terrence. You know, <laughs> fries. Fries. You know, yeah. this is fried up. Yeah. I mean, we because laugh about it. Because technically, it could be done. What? It's already happened already. What? You know, all our episodes, all our episodes with COVID in the title or where we discuss issues with COVID, there's a very big COVID disclaimer at, on every episode. Mm. On on Spotify on the interface on the user interface, and I'm totally okay with that because if it makes you stop and critically think a little bit about what we're saying, then our mm. our job here is done already, lah. Right? That that mm. you know, there's a piece of news that's out there. We discussed it, but our opinion might not be might not be. Uh, it's it's not law, lah, for sure. So please go and read up about it. Please go and uh, look up official sources and and think a bit more about it. So yeah, it's it's already being done, and I'm I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, because but, but like like what you said, yeah. going back yeah. and then having to censor and then run AI through and change our voices the way we say things. I think that's that's more problematic. <laughs> Maybe by the time people listen to this five years down the road, the podcast would have started. Is, Hi, I'm Harish, and this is say your name, uh, Terence. Yes, Terence. And whatever we say next is purely our <laughs> own individual opinions. We mean yeah. no harm, and uh, we respect opinions of all others. This mm, is a fictional mm. podcast. Yeah. yeah. So then, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what will come? But I think one thing is, it's also probably a factor that this is a books mm. for children. Because mm. if it's adult books, mm. I think the the scope of words to be replaced would be a lot narrower. La. And then, mm. you know mm. that little fun fact that you also just discovered, like I did that, oh, the entire catalog is owned by Netflix. If I put yeah. on my silver foil hat, right? Also mm. feels like, hmm, could they have kind of like pressured the Rodal uh, uh, company to do these changes, for Puffin to do these changes? Because Netflix could just be like, yo, we are going to make music. There's already a musical out, right? We're going to mm. just blow the shit out of the water. This is going to be our Marvel universe, the Rodal universe. Yeah. Yeah. We can't have this shit floating around. Yeah, um, it's true. And, and, and it's, you know, like whether it's Disney or Netflix, a lot of these companies that that influence our pop culture that basically dictate our pop culture uh seem to be going in that direction of uh you know rather than people having tough conversations about what can or can't be put in front of them 
they want to be the arbitrators, right? They yeah. they don't want to even present you the option of of thinking for yourself whether you can you can uh, interact with a piece of content that is deemed a bit more uh, controversial, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't like that, I don't like that. It's 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 a very. I mean, recently, I think I've had a discussion with you where uh, I, I think in the current generation of of, of uh, there's current side guys like there's this um there's this very strong avoidance of uh conversation there's this mm. very strong avoidance of having to talk to someone about an uncomfortable issue uh even when you have to like when you should like right you know when you're unhappy with someone or you're un- unhappy with your your job or your boss or something rather than bring it up to your to a boss or or through the most most immediate most available channels uh people seem to want to Go to, whether it's go to a figure of authority or complain to police or put on social media first, and then through that, then put pressure on the other party that you should you should be talking to as a human being, right? Mm-hmm. And I I I I find that that's a a real a real problem, lah. When kids kids and young people don't even uneven don't even have the space to to navigate playground politics themselves, like always having parents or teachers intervene and and you know like settle problems for them. Uh, I've mentioned it a million times before, like reading something like the coddling of the American mind and, and just understanding that there is data to also show that, that, yeah, uh, you know, having parents and having figures of authority settle problems between children actually leads to them having much less, uh, independence and, and ability to, to solve problems themselves later in their adulthood, like, you know, mm. um, and I kind of see that here, like, like you don't want your kids, like, I mean, your, your argument is that it was a children's book, right? And, yeah. and that's therefore is it's very tricky. But at the same time, do you you can't shield your kids from the world forever, right? They have to to grapple with it at some point. And it should be the parents or the educators' job to to you know make sure that you you explain to them and you make the environment uh safe for them to learn hey, certain things that are in this book might not be very nice or might be quite mean spirited and we still shouldn't we, we are reading it here. But understand that you know the book came from a place where they didn't understand what we know today, la. Uh, so, and of course that's a that's a difficult conversation to have. It takes time, and that's why maybe people are like, "Oh yeah, I don't want to deal with it." Netflix go and deal with it. Roll down go and deal with it, and then come back come back when when everything's sanitized and and cleaned up, ready. So, are you going to order from Amazon the entire original <laughs> catalog or roll down or not? No, you it makes it me your, keep no, it in no, your safe. Order. I already have it at home, already, like somewhere, probably in some box somewhere. I'm going to dig it up and like. With all its like the the spots and the mold on it, I'm gonna explain to my kid this is what life was like before yeah, before like, the world went crazy. You know? This will be on the black market of of your kid's school next time. You're like, hey, bro, yeah, 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 you yeah. got it's the like, Rodal, the original. Like, right? You're like, oh, yeah, last time, dude. like, oh, oh you bring, oh, you got Playboy magazine, yeah. oh, big deal. You bring this. Yeah, I don't. Know, last time, like, I had all the I had, Maxim magazine or not even, yeah, not yeah, even all, Playboy, not Playboy or what? Like, yeah. Maxim, Maxim, no, yeah, Maxim, Maxim yeah, yeah. also put in the locker or oh, 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 hide it. Right. Wow. Yeah, FHM. Then, remember FHM? Yeah, yeah. Teachers coming and confiscating the magazines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now so it's Roda, like, man. Roda, yeah, yeah. <laughs> contraband item, ah, uh. oh, banned. Contraband item. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. crazy, it's, man. Yeah, crazy, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, as in, um. Yeah, where do you, where where does that sit with you in terms of like uh you know all the very beloved franchises and IP like I mean Harry I Potter. love Rodal. Uh, I I, yeah. I love I think BFG is one of my all time favorite books. And I remember mm-hmm. it was one of the few books that I reread when I was young. I didn't yeah. read a lot of the Rodal ones because I didn't have the books. 
Um, but mm. the BFG, I was like, wow, this is awesome. But you awesome. could have gone to the library and read what? Why, 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 why? You didn't have to have the books to read. You could have read them in the library or something. Yeah, right? the, the thing I never grew up with that. Oh, go library, read book. It's like oh, okay, uh, okay. If someone gives you the book or for some reason you, you get a book or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, reading reading was not part of, not enforced. Like, uh, uh, and and mm. my reading habits right now, also, I mean, I consume a lot of content online, but my reading of books is is at this point, it is just a belief that I need to do it. That I will it's do a bit it. Like, it's yeah, a bit it like what good. you thought of, you, what you used to think of food, like, right? It's just a, food is just like a fuel yeah, for your body yeah. and nothing correct, more. Correct. It, does, it doesn't add any color to your life. So what's the point of spending so much time on it? I like? mean, it adds some color, <laughs> la, but to ask me to queue up 45 minutes for this color, then I'm like, fuck, yeah, yeah, la, yeah. no, I'm just going to get this in three minutes and it gives no, me no, no, I think color. 45 minutes is extreme, but you also give a black face every time like I queue up for like the nice type one. <laughs> I choose the nice type one. Then there's a slightly longer, yeah. a bit longer than normal. Then you give this I, black face like, what? I have to wait another I, five minutes for other I people. I don't appreciate your choice of words. <laughs> uh. I think you need to retroactively use another descriptor of my face, Terrence. Okay. Oh, which Please, is what? learn from no, the road no, no. out. Can I say black face? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, we've crossed yeah, into Can't you just like, say an annoyed like face? Huh? An annoyed face <laughs> is, is uh, like free of any uh, social mm-hmm. perceptions or racial prejudice. Terrence, correct, correct, correct. Yeah. See, my, I, so, I was so blind to my privilege. I didn't even Exactly. Didn't you need a sensitivity, sensitivity editor. And I did say yeah. I wanted to talk about sensitivity readers. Um, mm. Basically, there are people who um, are employed to read or proofread mm. scripts, manuscripts. Yeah. Uh, I think it extends to scripts of books, magazines, TV shows. And more often than not, I think they come from some sort of marginalized background as well. Mm. So it's mm. almost like you want to tell this Indian joke, you go ask your Indian friend, hey, bro, okay or not? Uh, yeah. That's like the TLDR version of a sensi- sensitivity reader. La. So I know yeah. even that whole um sector of of the industry has also gotten backlash because it's one of those mm, things that mm. if you are a writer you know you pour your heart and soul into this every part of it means something and then they're saying okay let this person read it and tell you what's wrong with it mm, um mm. is it completely wrong i don't know because i think sometimes there is a use for it but well then it becomes like Oh shit, I hope this doesn't mean that certain books that, that need to push boundaries or just put stuff out there gets curtailed. Like, can you imagine if they do it for podcasts? Mm. Like, one thing that is so nice about podcasts and the podcast space more so than YouTube and video is that it feels harder to regulate or regulate it less. Mm. And mm. with it comes some freedom, you know, mm. comes some mm. freedom. So it, with this whole book thing, like, hmm, I think, I think in Singapore, we first caught wind of things being done to older books was with the two penguins, right? The NLP. Yeah, when the books were being pulped. Yeah, literally yeah, they were being, being when burnt. They were being pulped. Right? Yeah. yeah, but then now it's happening yeah. more and more often. And I found out that there's actually a word to describe this now. Mm. Do you what know? Is it? Or not? What um, is it? It's called bowdlerize. Mm. I saw it full around in B-O-W-D-L-E-R-I-Z-E. Mm. Bowdlerize. Okay. And I pressed the Bowdlerize. pronounce button so I'm pronouncing it properly. Um, okay. So it just means to remove material that is considered improper or offensive from a text or account, especially with the result that the text becomes weaker or less effective. Bowdler, mm. Bowdlerize. Such an annoying word, but Bowdlerize. Are, it's a more negative, uh, ter- it's a negative yeah, term yeah, yeah. of the practice. Yeah, that, yeah. Right? It, feels, cause it feels negative. I see, I see other words like expurgation that also are the same meaning. 
but yeah. Baudelaire seems to be a negative connotation to it. But well, actually, as an aside, yeah. yeah, as an aside, um, since that we're talking about the topic, I, I, you know, Hogwarts Legacy has been in the news quite a bit, lah, right? Mm. And uh, because it's been in the news, but also because I heard that it's a very fun game, not not an endorsement or anything. Uh, I actually just tried it out, lah, over the the weekend, mm. and um. One of the interesting things is that it's an open world game that allows you to create your own avatar as a as a school as a as a apprentice wizard a trainee wizard in the the school right mm. so the crazy thing is that I guess because they know they have to appear inclusive and everything already right mm. uh a lot of the the options that used to be in there that I would expect for any kind of game that where you create a character, uh, they are they they kind of remove those options already, lah. So, for example, there is no like you don't go in and you say I want to create a character, and the gender is male or female. There's no more gender that way. Mm. Like you go in there, they ask you to okay choose a character, and they present to you uh, a bunch of faces, lah. Right. And then just from the faces and the hairstyle, you then you choose whatever gender you want to be, right? So that's that's mm. one interesting thing. And the good things that and the, the the good things that between the faces also, they don't explicitly say, "Oh, this please choose your skin color." They just present to you a bunch of different faces with different skin colors, and then they let you decide what you want to be. Okay, so fine. Compared, this is this one you're comparing to previous games in the past where you can literally yeah. go down to that. Yeah, you're choosing oh, I'm male, female. Okay, uh, then mm, my skin mm. color. Okay, I choose. There's a few palettes of skin color I choose, and then uh, based on the skin color, you know, the, the certain features of the face and all that. So they 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 they've gone away with all that. They just present to you a bunch of faces of skin color. Then after that, you choose whatever hairstyle you want, and they don't go by male or female hairstyles anymore. It's like every. You can have a buzz cut and you can have long flowy locks. It doesn't matter. As a guy, as a, as a, uh, as a guy playing the game or what, right? You can choose whatever hairstyle you want, right? So mm. it, it, they've kind of removed anything that I think could potentially offend people that way, right? Where it's, you choose your, you know, by whether having to force you to choose between two genders or force you to choose between certain hairstyles or things like that. So they've done all that. Then I think the real kicker is, um, let's say, you know, like me, a guy or that. Then after that, you can still even choose your voice to be male or female, so to speak, mm. like, you know, in the, in the conventional sense of how we understand it. So you can have, you know, someone who looks like a, a female who, who has a very, 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 very deep masculine voice, like for example, or vice yeah. versa. So I think they've, they've, the game developers themselves have really, gone to lengths gone to great lengths and really have tried to make the game as inclusive as possible in that sense right mm. by by taking away any conventional uh, categories of, of people that you think about um, but yeah there's still it still but, has gone through a backlash because because people are now saying is is I mean whatever at the end of the day it still puts money in JK Rowling's pocket and that's the big problem it's not so much about how inclusive the game tries to be yeah yeah, so I mean, I've seen, I've seen that angle, but you know, the fact that you were saying that, um, what you want to call it, that it is more inclusive. I mean, okay, it still sounds like a good thing that mm, they are trying mm. to be more ex- inclusive. Um, mm. but as you were talking there, I was just thinking, okay, you know, so far we've been taken, taking the stance with regards to more, more the Rodal stuff is like, okay, this is not a good thing. But then 
just to go on the other side uh, uh, in the sense like if he if there was a passage in one of the books that made fun of indian people mm-hmm. uh how would i feel mm. and <coughs> because it's one of those things right you know in singapore you grow up like oh the anedes the you know the apu nene you know apu nene come mm-hmm. and get you ultimately it's stuff that people say to kids that that sticks with them till maybe they are older lah and if you mm. read a children's book that says oh you know instead of umpa lumpa is like apu nene or something like that Mm-hmm. Um how would I feel would I prefer mm. it if it is removed um no way I think I would still prefer to have it in its original form but yeah like, the disclaimer or the thing like okay this calling out that okay this is not a good thing to say you know he said it yep. then uh yep. he's this is a story he crafted but this is not a good thing to say you don't say this kind of things now because otherwise mm. otherwise it also takes away from how much society evolves lah you know That was happening mm-hmm. in the 80s. It's not cool, but and uh, and now it doesn't happen anymore, lah. Because otherwise, I don't know. I I think yeah. It just even when I play the angle and all, I feel like yeah, lah. Like, but the Rudolph, the the Harry Potter thing, I do feel that maybe that's a good step that it is inclusive. Mm. Like when it stuck mm. out to you, were you like, oh, I can't believe it, or like, oh, that's that's cool, that's cool. I would I would that think I th- my kid would is good for my kid. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, maybe maybe it'll take you a bit longer to craft your character and everything. Mm. But to me, it's like okay, but it, it does sort of just present to you a bunch of different options that maybe maybe you you um would never thought of like that. You know that people want to play different types of characters in in the game, especially in a in a game like 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 uh, Hogwarts Legacy, like where it's an open world game where you can be anyone you want to be as well. You know. And mm. if it does make you a bit more empathetic of the people and characters around you, sure, you know. So yeah, I didn't see it as a bad thing. I was just, I was just pointing it out as quite, um, quite surprising to me, uh, quite new to me, given uh, my 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 understanding of how games have been and having played games for for a big part of my life, lah. Interfacing mm. with this and I was like, okay, lah, this, it's a very, it's really a generational uh, leap that that people are making in terms of trying to make games more inclusive for everybody who plays. And not just for the male, you know, male demographic of of gamers and all that, lah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's quite a, it's not a bad move. And like, like what you said, lah. I mean, besides, I think there's someone, something that everyone can relate to. Everyone is part of some minority or some group in some way, right? Mm-hmm. And if you see your your own uh, minority or group being being made fun of in certain ways, I mean, there's this, yeah, lah. Like, it, I would, I, I don't want the the things. I don't want to m- miss the chance of. Of being able to educate my kid about like why this is wrong, right? You know, if he mm. if he comes across the book and he asks questions about it one day, what you want is the kid to be able to ask you a question about it, right? Mm. And then you have a chance to actually uh, explain it. Whereas if the kid is never confronted with it, and someone else one day confronts him with it, and then then that person becomes the teacher or the the one who who, who gives your kid that lesson. Then I mm. think, um, yeah, then it's not good as a parent that someone else is is teaching your kids uh, values in the way they they see fit, lah. As opposed to you having a chance to do it, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess hopefully your kid like, doesn't come up to me one day and say, hey, "Uncle, I'm umpa lumpa." <laughs> then like, Terence, Terence, we need to have a chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, the then, the context of umpa mm-hmm. umpa lumpas also. I mean, they're not like they they're just they're like small people, is it? Uh, they're dark skinned I- small people. I don't know if they're dark skin or, or yeah yeah probably I think they were just making fun of a lot of racial stereotypes lah back then mm. yeah yeah 
But yeah, interesting, interesting. And I mean, I think mm. especially for teachers also. Yes. Any teachers oh, sorry, to, to, to answer, yeah. so, sorry, just to answer your question, I think, uh, I mean, the book was published in 1964 and the author uh, depicted Oompa Loompas as black pygmy people from Africa. Uh, yeah. And that was a controversy. Like, that was a controversy. That, yeah, he had to rewrite, I think, in the 70s. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. So, yes. Sorry, cool. you're saying? Uh, well, I can't remember. No, I was saying like if if I, I'm just curious, like from people who teach kids for a living uh, and mm-hmm. having to deal with text and literature, yeah, just whatever mm-hmm. thoughts you might have, like. So if you if you do have thoughts, please head on over to our subreddit and leave them there. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a not yeah, a, not an easy topic to 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 talk about and to tread, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But yes, yes. but the, not saying that the next topic is easy. But uh, maybe there'll be less debate about it because you can literally tell people to shut the fuck up using your app, uh, right? Um, so yes, and what is this this fantastic app that that where you can tell someone to shut up and not talk to you? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> it comes from a company that has been in the news uh, quite a bit of late. Uh, it is mm-hmm. Grab, and on fifteenth mm-hmm. February, so last week. Uh, they launched their new quiet ride service for Singapore commuters. Uh, I think it's so far Singapore mm. who prefer like um one of those uh, uh your Grab ride to have minimal conversation. Mm. So I mean they posted on their Facebook page. You know you you asked for a bit of quiet and we heard you loud and clear. Quiet ride mm. is now available in Singapore, so you can now opt into conversation free rides. Um mm. and yeah you can toggle it on your phone lah. So, so I mean, it's uh, basically when when you activate it, you will receive a notification in your Grab app informing them that it's been enabled. The driver assigned your booking will be notified of the, of your preference, um, but with the disclaimer that he might still need to check certain things with you, like direction mm. or something. Mm-hmm. So, so they did say no ride will ever be conversation free, as some essential comms still need to happen. Uh, so when you saw this. I was like, wow, is uh, is basically Grab sending a signal to society to say, guys, keep quiet, okay? Yeah. I don't, I don't want your <laughs> comments about tin billing or anything. Just keep quiet, okay? We're doing it for you now. Now you're gonna do it for us. No, but this one is for the the riders, lah, right? I mean, not the riders, the drivers, right? That is no, the riders I... selecting that the driver needs to keep quiet, right? Oh yeah, lah, yeah, lah. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Yeah. So, so when you saw this, were you like, okay? So in general, if, even when you do take gr- Grab. Like, do you enjoy the conversations? Um, I mean, yeah. In in general, I sometimes I'm the one to initiate conversations with the riders, with the drivers as well. Mm. Uh, it's not entirely, it's not entirely one way. Um, but there are times also that I'm just, I just put my headphones on and I don't, I just fall asleep or what lah, you know. And yeah. I just wake up when I reach my destination. So it, it, it's it's my choice lah. It's my choice whether I want to engage with the driver or not lah. Yeah. It's your choice, lah. But yeah. like, um, typically, I would say typically more often than not, I would rather not have a conversation. Mm, uh, mm. Mainly because, like, like right now, whenever I need to take public transport or ride share or something, there's probably some stuff that I've written out. Okay, I'm gonna do it on my phone, uh, or or sometimes laptop also in during the journey. So when the conversation mm. happens, that's when I'm like, oh, okay. But sometimes there, in rare instances, I do also feel like, oh, okay, there can be. There can be a conversation that that could happen, but I don't know something about this. I feel like for the it, I like 
I actually might use it, but at the mm. same time, I feel like wow, it's it's going to make things even a bit tricky for the for the for the driver, lah. You know, because yeah. if I'm if I'm driving and I saw someone oh click once a quiet right, it almost feels like okay, you have to be hush hush, lah. It's like you know, you you when you walk around a sleeping person, mm-hmm. you kind of need to be like quiet. So so yeah, so so that was that was one thing that occurred to me, lah. But mm. would you could can you see yourself using this? Um. I I think not in its current iteration. Uh. Again, again, I think I like similar to our earlier discussion, but a rather thing. I have some um, reservations about about training a whole generation of people to <laughs> to think that it's okay that that somehow the institution or the app or the or what needs to needs to step in to to prevent you from having an interaction with another human being. Uh. You know what I mean? Yeah. As in, if you don't want to chat with somebody, uh, I think there's ways to do it where you don't degrade the person to, to almost like feeling just like a robot like that, like, like they need to shut up and, and not talk to me. I'm too, I'm too high and mighty to, to have a face to face conversation with you. Lah. And maybe it's less comfortable. Maybe it's, it's, uh, um, it makes you your skin crawl a little bit if you need to actually have a conversation with people. But yeah, you there are ways to not have not not be <laughs> you know forced into a conversation and feel like I need to grab to step in and do this for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, actually, that's true because there have been times where I just tell the driver, I'm like, sorry, I really need to get this done. Do you mind if I just focus on this? Oh, I don't even say do you mind. Mm. Like, I just need to focus. And they, they tend to be very nice. And you know, as you were yeah. talking, I was also reading the FAQ on the help.grab.com. So yeah. <laughs> the question is, how do I know if my ride is a quiet ride? Okay, you get a notification. Does quiet ride mean there'll be zero conversation with my driver? Um, and then they go on to explain that they'll inform the drive partners um, that uh, to, for, for the user's preference for minimal conversation and then they give mm. the disclaimer. La. Then mm. <laughs> the question, can I ask my driver about my trip? Yes, of course. Um, can music or radio be played? Yes, your driver may choose to do so. If you like some peace, you can politely ask him to turn the volume down. Can my driver mm. answer a phone call? Yes, your driver may answer calls. <laughs> then one is like, I have um, I have opted into quiet ride, but now I want to initiate a conversation with my driver. What should mm. I do? <laughs> So it just feels like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like you're creating this SOP for people, but <clears throat> in life, there there isn't an SOP for initiating conversation or ending a conversation with someone. And you kind of like what we were talking about at the start of this podcast. Read, you got to read the room a little bit. You can't just be like, okay. Uh, I'm here. I'm a, your dinner guest here, and I'm interested to talk about politics. Do you want to yes, talk about politics? Right. Yes, no, yes, yes, or no. Oh, okay, okay. So you you stay out of this conversation. Everyone else, let's talk about politics. You, nobody does that, and I mean it's a joke. If it's like that's that's the, that's the future of humanity, lah, right? The <laughs> next time you try, you invite people over. You're like, okay, choose the <laughs> topics you would like to talk about and what you would like to be excluded from. Yeah, we we yeah, tried that. Just... We tried. I, I think I tried that once with. Uh, I think I had a bunch of you were one I had a bunch of people over and then I was like, hey everybody, let's stupidest idea. Let's switch on the TV and everyone just put up one YouTube video that you want to show everybody. Okay, how about you first, Harish? What do you want to let's show us an interesting YouTube video? And then we one by one went through. Basically, you know the experience that okay, if you're listening and you've had the experience where you think your video that you saw is fucking good and you play to one person. And they have no reaction. And you know, it's the video's three minutes long, one minute in, you're like, 
okay, okay, it's going to get good. It's going to get... By two and a half minutes, you know you're screwed. Imagine doing yeah. that to six people. <laughs> yeah, On then, a weekday night dinner, when everyone just came after work, and Terrence, like, we're all talking already. We're all talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was me, yeah. my wife, two friends, Terrence and his wife, and Terrence was like, guys, 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 I'm going to turn on the TV, and we go <laughs> clockwise. <laughs> everyone show one interesting video that you watched recently. <laughs> oh my God, that was the worst dinner game ever man yeah yeah so so yeah at least at least <laughs> but at least I would say that it wasn't from like it wasn't from me not wanting to talk to people not wanting to find out about people but it was it was more like uh, I, I guess I was very excited about uh, watching a video or something that mm. I, I was like kind of like okay well hey like yeah actually everyone got some we haven't seen each other in a while is there something interesting that you saw that you want to share with me and that's very much in line with what we do with our one shop thing and all that right like yeah, like yeah, share exactly. something interesting. So, it's in some sense it was for me to also find out more about uh the people I was with. Uh. But yeah, I realized as a, it's not a great way to 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 interact with uh, a a bigger group of people. Maybe one on one still not so bad, uh, but like with a bigger bunch of people, six people and all, it's it's, it's Lucky tricky. Yeah. we all know you. It wasn't like your first time you meet your your wife exactly. friend or something. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that for first time. Uh, first <laughs> yeah, time meeting people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, what you said is true, like, This feels like the you know you have heard the snow snowplow parent, right? This is the mm. snowplow app. I mean, yeah. come on, lah, wow! If you don't feel like talking, just say. And is that a converse for the driver? Let's say the driver doesn't want to talk to a chatty passenger just because yeah. the passenger is the one paying. The driver have to just talk, lah. Have to just talk. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's weird. I don't. Yeah, weird. it's yeah. Again, like you know, just it's a. Not the most pleasant thing to to have to tell someone. Hey, you know what? I need to focus on my work. Can you just give me a minute? But if it needs to be done, it has to be done. And and that's those are the kind of face to face confrontation. I uh, not say confrontation conversations that you need to have uh, rather than just like people are not robots. So you just switch them off and they don't have feelings and and all that after that, like, You know? Yeah. So exactly. so I mean I've been in a situation where the driver wants to talk a lot and I, you know, whether it's it's if I try the more subtle cues like listening to headphones and if that doesn't work yeah like you like i've had to say hey, you know uh, do you mind i just need to read this thing for a while and uh mm. give me some time and then after that after i'm done with it i can actually i can mm. let me answer your question or what uh. and i think people at least you you give them a uh, you let them down gently and that then they don't feel so aggrieved uh, you know but if and you really skill, like uh. yeah it's yeah, a skill yeah, it's right. a two-way it's, thing if you learn, you're also yeah. teaching you're also teaching the person like, hey, you know, you need to read the room a bit better about whether to talk to someone. Uh, and not there's no like uh like there's no like switch or app that you just switch on like, oh, this person that wants to talk, this person doesn't want to talk. That doesn't operate like that in life, like, right? And yeah. so then you're also just depriving the person of a chance to to grow and learn that oh, okay, this is how conversation works. This is how making yourself, you know, putting yourself out there and being more interesting and, and engaging someone conversation works, you know? So yeah, yeah, I, because yeah. yeah, I, I watched some like um, I think there was some news websites that did did reactions to this app and all uh, to this new feature in the app. Like they interviewed people and and a lot of them were young people saying like, yeah, you know, like uh, it's very awkward to have to tell the driver sometimes, and it's very awkward to have this conversation. So yeah, maybe it's a good way to just ask them to keep quiet and all. But um. Yeah, like they, I think that that's that to me is, tells that they lack of empathy. There's a lack of empathy, like What if you were in that situation where you are the the driver and and, and you know you you kind of just trying to you're not maybe 
out of politeness or however, you're also just trying to make conversation with the person that you're seated in a very close proximity with. And that's how they've been brought up as well. Because that's, yeah. that's the upbringing. And, and you can't like, there's no like, uh, there's no SOP or rule that you need to follow about how to do it. Uh, mm. but, but it's a, is they learn by practicing it. Lah. But and if you don't give them a chance to practice, you're also depriving them a chance to, to grow as people. Lah. So mm. I, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, you, I mean, we complain about nanny state and our government being too involved in everything, but I think this is worse, right? When, when like uh, those, even all these private entities start becoming like the, the, uh, like being the nanny and, and, and sort of like giving you a, giving you such an easy out. Uh, to in in life la. yeah. So so can you see yourself using the quiet ride option? No, I don't. And I mean, when I say I don't mean I won't, don't use it in its current iteration. That sometimes I don't like it when the music in the car is blasted too loud. For example, yeah, right? Yeah. So I think if the this quiet ride option is about like whether it's telling a driver don't use your music too loudly or don't use your don't speak too loudly in your in your phone and all that. I think that's okay, right? Like you know how there's uh, I think. Like when you travel to Japan, for example, in the trains and public transport, there's a lot of reminders. Please do not speak loudly. Please do not use your phone in the, in the in the train, like, Right? Because it yeah, is, uh. it is a disturbance to people, and it's a it's it's not it's it's quite unnecessary, like, Listening to loud music or, or using your phone loudly. So I understand that aspect of it, but then when it comes to conversation, there's just like. I don't know. It just seems wrong to me that you're using an app to tell someone not to talk to you, like, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the music thing, I, I still, I don't also, I feel you can just ask. I mean, it's, mm. it's human, you can, human yeah. to human. Yeah, just ask. So, yeah, so I don't think, I, I started off this conversation saying, huh, I might use it, but then the more we talk about it, I'm like, I know. Like, I don't want to lose the, it's like my Malay, like, you know, I started in primary school, I don't use it anymore. Yeah. It's not my Malay shit. Suddenly, mm. I don't want it to be the case that I suddenly lose the, the the skill of being able to tell people to that okay can you stop doing this one thing that's a bit like that yeah because yeah that's yeah yeah and so that's a big part of uh yeah that's a big part of the uh childhood education now i think there's a lot there's a very big movement towards like parents don't yeah you got to you know give your kids a chance to um tell you when they don't want to do something as well like you know Yeah, yeah and and rather than like oh, you can do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do that. Then they saw, they never question what, the why and they never think about uh, critically for themselves why they can't or why they shouldn't do something. Mm. Then when they finally have a chance to do it without parental supervision, they'll, they'll go and do it, lah, you know? Yeah, and and, and know. that's what, you know, we talked about it, like that there was that lady who refused to let her, her child eat cake in school and things like that. Then a lot of people are saying that one day when the child has access to cake himself, he'll just gorge himself and just eat the shit out of cakes, lah, you know? And that's, I think that's what will happen with, um, when you, when you police their conversations and what they can or can't say too much. And they'll never, they'll always be that socially awkward person who doesn't know when it's a, uh, how to read a room or how to, how to enter or leave a conversation gracefully and things like that. I'm not, not saying that we are fucking great at it, lah, right? But, but I would say that you learn, these are things you learn over time. And it's like what we said earlier about dinner conversations. We, we over time we understand we adjust to what you know the feeling in the room what you can or you shouldn't talk about and what's your outcome in talking to people. I think that is a big part of big big part of uh what you need to think about uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. It's weird. It's weird. I might I might just try it once to see what happens lah. Maybe maybe I'll just try it once to see what happens. Cause yeah, it's just it's just uh it's weird lah. But but I mean of course. 
if if people i mean this is one of those things also. that's why today's topics were quite interesting because it feels like it could go both ways so if i'm i'm just curious what people think would they ever use the quiet right function yeah so so yeah this these two topics uh, we spoke about today are are interesting because there's really no right or wrong answer so if you've got some thoughts just go to our subreddit or message us on instagram and let us know what you think on either or both of these topics Mm. Whether or not you will use the quiet right, and whether or not you will, you will show your kid or hypothetical kid the original Rodal books. Rodal oh, no. contraband, the, contraband, the FHM of cool, this man. generation. The FHM. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Shall we jump to the one show comment, man? Yes. And what is your one show comment? Uh my one show comment is uh, on Reddit uh, from Majestic Economist Six, also a long time commenter. Uh, and it was on the thread where I shared the, uh, what ChatGPT outputted when I asked it to tell me a joke about an Indian and a Chinese podcaster who are worried about artificial intelligence. Mm. Um, you can read the whole joke on Reddit. But <laughs> what Majestic Economy 6, is it they typed, is Yalabad a good podcast to listen to for Singaporeans? And this is what ChatGPT answered. I'll just read the first two paragraphs. Mm-hmm. As an AI language model, I don't have personal opinions or preferences. However, I can provide you with some information about the Yalabad podcast and its relevance to Singaporeans. Yalabad is a podcast hosted by three Singaporeans, mm. Terence, Harish, and Vernon, <laughs> who discuss a variety of topics related to Singaporean culture, society, and current events. The podcast aims to provide a lighthearted and humorous take on these topics while also offering some thoughtful insights and perspectives. And they go on to say like, oh, you know, t- we'll touch on politics and social issues. Um, and that whether or not it's good depends on the listener. But it's just funny. Who the fuck is Vernon? Is it some 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 uh combination of Tristan, Rishi, and Andy who who probably are the names that feature most on our podcast, la. Mm, mm. Yeah, that was just hilarious. Uh, Vernon. Yeah. Hey, I, Vernon. I mean, yeah. I'm just wondering if there's uh any reference to the you know I don't know if they're still around. Uh, those two those two guys who used to the muttons, radio show, uh, the muttons, the muttons uh. right? Yeah. Whereas Vernon A and and uh and and um who's the other half of the muttons? Oh the less well known mutton. Uh yeah, Vernon Brian. A and who's that? Justin Ang, yeah, and Vernon oh, A. Justin That's Ang. Right. Oh Justin so, Ang. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh. yeah, I don't know whether because it's like uh <laughs> racial racially diverse uh duo that does a, a talk show kind of. That's why they somehow pulled from there into our podcast uh. <laughs> <laughs> Vernon yeah Ooh, fuck is Vernon that's why uh, it's it's a bit of a yeah. mystery and uh, I think a lot of people also like is there like a, uh, like a secret Vernon in the room or something that we, yeah. that we don't the know about dungeon yeah yeah but what about you well, what's what's your one shock thing uh, one shock thing is uh, again just going to our TikTok which I think again uh, you know has a very uh, interesting, very different audience as well, right? Um, I'm not sure if the, the it's the same audience that also listens to our podcast as well. Uh, but they they react very strongly to like these short snippets of our podcast that we put out there. And I think, uh, for example, we put out recently we put out a, a video called um, uh, PP's response to Tim Paling and Grab lah, the whole issue. So mm. there's a lot of uh, you know, quite angry responses. To, to what happened in the Tim Paling grab saga. But the one that I wanted to point out was pretty funny in that I think there's a point where you said, 
Lamak. And like someone in there, uh, Put Put Mouse pointed out that Hua Lamak came from the heart seal. So uh, <laughs> maybe Hua Lamak needs to be, we need to trademark that. And then they specifically spell it Hua and Lamak as in Nasi Lamak. Hua Lamak. So maybe that's something, that's something we need to need to say. Yeah, you heard it first here on Yalabat. Hua Lamak. Hua Lamak. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's funny if someone pointed it out because in my mind I just think of it as just a or it's just some the way someone says alamak, but alamak is like yeah I've, I I think we've used it before like, right in the way we talk about things yeah yeah, yeah. alamak I don't even know where the hell that came from yeah Hualamak. came from the heart uh, came from the heart yo came from said. the heart correct correct, yeah. <laughs> correct but yeah came from the heart yeah cool where, what is your one shot thing uh my one shook thing, right, is is not it's like it's fucking disturbing, but it's mm. only shook because it it were it blew my mind in very dark ways. Mm. Um because I came across this one article called uh Why These Children Fell into Endless Sleep. Mm. Have you have you heard of this term called endless sleep? No. So it follows this neurologist who um went to Stockholm. I mean this article was written in twenty twenty one. Mm. And was called in to observe this one uh, young uh, girl called uh, Nola, who was in mm. in bed uh, asleep. La. So the thing, why they call it endless sleep, right? Is because they started noticing a trend in, especially in Sweden, um, where these children uh, from like you know below ten to teens would 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 slowly start showing symptoms of like lethargy or reclusion or social anxiety and slowly they would withdraw from friends and all and then mm. they would feel very tired so they would sleep a lot and then suddenly they they don't they just don't wake up mm. and it's called endless sleep because right now or at least when this article was written it it still has it couldn't be diagnosed because it's not a coma i think they still respond to more stimuli than someone who's comatose would um, they're not dead, but they're not mm. alive, and their brain activity kind of resembles sleep. Mm. So, so it's it's crazy because she said she was mind blown, and the issue is because it can't be diagnosed. These kids can't um get official help in hospitals, like, like they can't be admitted. And then through her research, which I think is still ongoing, she she or or the research showed that this tended to appear amongst kids who underwent extremely traumatic childhoods. Mm. And the kids in question tended to be refugees from other countries that were taken in by uh, Sweden. And stories of like, Nora, I think her mom was gang raped when she was younger or something and she took it out on a kid. It, it, so it's not a shock thing, mm. but it blew my mind because you can read it up. Resonate, it's called resignation syndrome. Mm. So the causes are still very uh, uh, like uh, in limbo right now. Uh, but it's it's generally seen as is a very specialized response to the trauma of refugee limbo. Mm. Mm. So you read it, you're like, oh my god, this is this is insane. I like it just even now reading it, and like it's chills, like it's chills. So so it's just if you want your mind to be blown or like shocked in some way, just read that article. And it's <sighs> something that affects children, right? Yeah, children. Asylum, asylum, migrant children, children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typically. So, I mean, in terms of the scale, I think uh, between 2003, 2005, 424 cases were diagnosed, uh, mm. were, were reported. La, for. 
So it's not a small number, it's not a huge number, but the fact that that happened and still continues to happen, I don't know, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, mysterious. Crazy, yeah. yeah. Strange mysterious. illness. Wow. Yeah, so it's a chilling, chilling one, chilling, uh, not so shook, but but mind-blowing thing. Mm, mm. And what uh, about you? Uh? Yeah, my shock thing is, uh, is, I mean, it's a bit more light-hearted and everything, lah. It's uh, YouTube. <laughs> I I won't deny it, but it, but it also sends chills if you look at the context of what he's trying to say. But it's a YouTuber uh, that I've been following called Joey B Tunes. Oh, not say following. It's been recommended in my feed, lah. And um, he just basically does commentary about um TikToks and stuff he sees on social media. Like mm. like he 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 highlights clips and he just talks about what's going on in the clips. In a very, in a very, um, humorous fashion. Uh. So, like, for example, some, like, one of his series is called, uh, Narcissists and Social Media. So he just highlights all these TikToks and videos of this, uh, that, that people are doing to put on TikTok and just how ludicrous, uh, these, these TikToks can be, uh, when look, looked at in a larger context. Uh. Um, mm. so yeah, I mean, it's just one clip after another and just his voiceover just talking about each of them in a very uh, sarcastic fashion as well. So, yeah, I don't, I mean, you may not agree with some of the things he says because I think he goes a little bit to uh, people's political views as well, right? But mm. the truth is there's a lot of uh, strange content out there on social media. And yeah, uh, yeah this, this channel, I mean, this guy just pulls it up and highlights it and just provides some very humorous commentary of it. Lah. So, and it's yeah. Joey B, Joe B. Dune. Joey B Tunes, like T O O N N uh, Z, yeah. Oh, and Z, yeah. Joey B Tunes, yeah. So yeah, Joey B Tunes. Um, B yeah, Toons. I don't. Know, maybe it's recommended to me because because uh, YouTube knows that I I I, I bitch so much about uh, the influence of social media on on young people these days. Huh? <laughs> mm. But yeah, nice. I don't know. It's just a more brain dead one shot thing like, compared to. Uh, you're very serious. Very so dark you can read thing. read the article I said and then go watch this because the article yeah. I read is quite dark. Yeah, then you is, watch this. Is. But yeah. Cool. Sweet. Cool. All right. right. Uh, talk to y'all so soon. So yeah, right? that was the first of the week and we will talk to y'all soon. See y'all on Reddit.